Hello, everyone, and welcome to a bonus episode of The Brothers Take, where you are joined by just me, Eric McGuire, the youngest of the three, to give you a rundown of the games I've played for this spooky month of Halloween. Um, I will be going through about five games. Uh, some of them I've touched upon, two I've cleared, so therefore uh, this won't be particularly long episodes. You won't have to listen to me for too long. I'm sure you'd be glad to hear that. Um, and without further ado, Let's get on with this. Yeah, so the first game I'm going to talk about is... Uh, I would say quite like an indie style game came out a few years ago called The Medium, which is where you you follow a character called Marianne as she ventures through this um, abandoned kind of resort area in in Poland, I do believe. And the game follows this like fixed camera angle idea as you wander around, it gave me very much like kind of reminded me of walking around the areas of like um, the streets or, or abandoned houses of the, the likes of heavy rain. Um, graphically, not the best, to be honest. Some of the facial animations for Marianne didn't really work, but then some of the other characters had great facial animations. So I don't know what the hell the story was there, but some of the visual designs when you when you enter because Marianne being this medium she is connected to, to the material world but then she can also travel to the spiritual she can see the spiritual world and the designs of the spirit world were so hellishly awesome it reminded me of like Silent Hill it's like this is now the closest thing I've, I've gotten to playing Silent Hill without playing Silent Hill um, and the music was quite creepy and quite eerie which was nice. It definitely is a horror, probably the the main horror game I played this this month. The there's not really combat at all in it, not like not at all. It, it's again just more of a wandering through this place, and when a monster appears, you have to run from it and hide. Uh, I actually felt those parts quite like oh boy, um, they were quite on edge with that. They were they were quite. They were quite cool. And as the story unravels and unfolds, it's all very interesting, especially when you have to, you have to, I think at two points, you end up delving into the past. You end up delving into people's consciousness and they're kind of, you explore their consciousness and you see their, their past, their history. And one of the kind of stories I thought was really cool was actually almost, in my opinion, I was more intrigued, more interested and found it better than the, actual full story but i think it's just because one of those things where i wasn't really expecting it then to go down this road uh but i did think by the end of this as i played it i did enjoy it and i cleared it relatively fast some bits i had to look up what to do i actually thought some of the some of the puzzles were a bit sort of hmm i'm a bit stumped here especially when you meet the meet the monster the first time you run away from it. i actually had to look up which direction am I supposed to go in? I hadn't a clue. I actually like kept dying at that bit. Uh, but I did think that it would have made a better movie or TV show. 
I didn't really think it needed to be a video game. I, I think you you got you could have gotten the same stuff from like a movie. I think actually it being a game took away from kind of the, the more interesting aspects of it, which is really weird. So I actually thought that the gameplay um I I this it's definitely a, a game for the story and the characters more and the the, the kind of aesthetic design and everything and kind of the, the visual storytelling for instance there was there's one point where i go to a bathtub and it's covered in blood and you have to open up the drain all the blood starts to seep down and then you find this like razor blade made of bones and when she picks it up she, she sees it as like this is not just a blade this is this is a manifestation of someone's guilt and shame because what it's hinting at is that someone committed unfortunately committed suicide and so i thought that was really cool and really interesting but again you can kind of do that through the visual storytelling of, of a movie and tv show so i i, I wasn't like blown away it's the best thing ever but it was quite interesting it was quite cool to to, to play um to experience that uh, oh the most off-putting thing with the medium because it's set in Poland, but everyone has American accents. As it's like, why? Why? Like they can speak English, but just, just make them have like Eastern European accents. Just make them have like kind of Polish accents or whatnot. Like you know, I think that that would have been fine. It's just they all had American accents, and then they had names like Thomas and Jack. And Marianne, and it's just like your your names are not even very common Polish names. But maybe I'm completely wrong in that regard. Well, Thomas kind of would be, but I just it just kind of there was like this sort of disconnect from the location and the time, 1999 Poland, and then the characters speak with these American accents. I'm just like you you could have just could have just had them have the accents that that would have been. It would be nice because I quite like the fact that it was set in Poland rather than everything just happening in, in, in America. Um, I quite like that it was in Poland. And I'm assuming it's playing off of, with the way the spirit realm is, I'm assuming it's playing off of some sort of Polish-style uh, mythology or some some old kind of Polish folklore stories. I'm not 100% sure I didn't do the research into that, but I kind of got somewhat of a vibe because it's like, why would you specify the, the country if you don't really have to because it doesn't really play into it knowing that you're in Poland doesn't play that much into it um, but that would that would bring me on because another game I played where again they're speaking in English but they have the accents is Metro Exodus now I've gotten quite far into this but I haven't cleared it but th- that game graphically is really good and I really like playing it and but it's also somewhat of a character-driven narrative even though it suffers from typical first-person shooter where it's like hey you you go do everything and everyone else will sit on this train and do nothing but at least everyone there having the accents so i'm very well aware who they are where they're from and it does it being set in russia very much plays into the world there's the third one of three metro games based on these uh, a book a metro book written by 
Dmitry Verdovsky, I think is the name. I could I, I know it's definitely his first name is definitely Dmitry. I can't remember his second name. It was like Metro 2034 or 2035 or something. Um, but that's really that guy's playing the same gun. This is like a way better fallout than fallout, to be honest. Because it was about the like again, it's your first person you're going to post-apocalyptic landscape you're dealing with all sorts of bandits and, and criminals and, and warlords and you know slavers and mutant like creatures and stuff but then it was just the character interactions the, like the, the moment for me that made me go wow yes was when you fully build your train so you're you're in moscow you're in the metro you end up the start's quite rushed actually i didn't like the start it starts very rushed and I didn't really like it but when you leave you're on a train you leave you leave with your people with your friends and you end up getting stopped at one location it's the first open area it's pretty much the first mission you, you go around you're doing it you get these, these train cars you bring them back to join them up with your original train car and it's when you leave that area and you're there roaming around the train and like everyone's talking to each other and all having these jokes and you can join playing guitar and everything. And I was just like, this, this is, this is a story about the people you're with and you can, depending on your choices, depends on whether someone might stay, someone might die, someone gets injured or not. And it's just really, really cool. The customization of the weapons were cool that they're getting different pieces that the gear to help you explore this post-apocalyptic russia the kind of conspiracy of the idea that you were told you spent so many years in the metro being told there's no other life out there in the entirety of the world everyone got wiped out by the nukes user possibly the last ones left and if there is anyone else left they're you know the other side of the world and stuff and they'd be living in similar situations and you find out no there's there's people all over the place actually it was all a lie but then you're told actually no the reason you were cut off from the outside world was because the war that ended the world was still going on but you leave and there's no signs of war there's no enemy occupation or anything so it's just like one lie after another and just really cool moments now, again, I haven't cleared, so I can't tell you about like what I think of like the ending or anything like that. I, I don't know how, where particularly it's going, but I just, I was really kind of blown away by this. I was like, this is pretty cool, pretty fun game going around, um, deciding even, even your choices of how to deal with the enemies in the area can decide how they're going to react to you, which was really interesting. You know, if you're very violent, you're killing everyone, they're going to turn be more hostile towards you than if you were to be quite, you know, just knocking them out and quite um, a bit more of a pacifist, a bit more merciful. Then, then they won't actually, um, they, they, they might be more lenient to listening to you or agreeing with you or anything like that. Um, which I thought was also quite nice. That's like, it's not just like some other choice-based games. It's like, oh, you make one choice and this character dies, or you make this choice and then they live. It's actually like, depending on how you behave throughout the whole mission, depends on whether a teammate of yours dies or not, which could play then into the how people can kind of react or, you know, when they're mentioning the people. Um, 
and it just is a if it is very much a character of the story of people surviving in this world and trying to find a safe haven uh sense of community which i i always i always like those kind of stories i like them that that kind of when you have that sort of community mindset because humans are very uh community-based species i suppose and so i think it just kind of it's nice to highlight that but it does kind of somewhat suffer from the he plays a character called artyom who even though he does talk because between missions he does monologues he never talks in the actual game but it's still like this element of you artyom go do that go do that now go do that. oh you did that now go do that oh you did all those things well now go to and so it's like there's like 10 of us on this freaking train and like eight of us are capable of actually fighting why am i doing everything so it does suffer a little bit from that but i suppose i can't just laugh that off to be honest um another game i only played the, the start of I, I got it yesterday i only played the start of it is a plague tale requiem and when it comes to graphics this is out of all five the best looking beautifully gorgeous and game and it's I can't wait for it to get horrifyingly bleak and horrible because I just know it is. I just know it is because it's a plague tale and I played the first one. The plague, first one was gothic and it was rough. It was horrible. It was beautifully disgusting um, in a weird way. Um, but at the moment, it's, it's as, it starts off at the moment. It starts off quite nice. And they're all just having like a lovely time. They're, they're playing a game at Hugo so that Hugo kind of gets more tired out. And then it quickly turns. And he's like, oh, yep, there we go. There's all the brutal, horrible people. Just absolutely butchering people and being psychotic because why not? Um, but yeah, just oh, when I opened up though and I saw just even just the dirt road that I had to walk along and all the grass and the, the lighting and everything. And I was like, Wow. This is stunning. The detail is amazing. And I'm only on chapter one. And I don't even know how long this game is. And I was like, wow, that's so good. It's a beautiful game. I can't wait to get more into it because I loved the first one. I absolutely loved the first one. Um, the next, again, the next one I'm going to talk about is very... Uh, I, I didn't play much of it. It's just a winter's expansion to Resident Evil 8. Uh, I just played, I mean, I played the third person demo, so I know what the third person's like, which runs really well. It runs really well, really fluid. It feels genuine like it was built for this. Yeah, you because know, sometimes you can play a first person game and you can swap it to be third person or something. That just feels so not right. It doesn't look right, but this looks and feels and plays right so that's so cool you have that choice of going first person third person uh i think it's so funny that they don't let you see ethan's face that's just like it's such an unnecessary detail but it's hilarious and i love it that's so funny to me but uh, i because i joked about it one of the previous episodes that that they were going to do that and then they did they just can't see ethan's face it's like that's that's fantastically hilarious but so that runs really well and i played with the mercenary mode where i played as Chris Redfield, and he is a tank. He goes in, he just punch everyone. He just right hook, no, like a right straight fist to punch and then left hook, and you can stomp on enemies. And you just like anybody plays quite different to, to, to Ethan. Ethan in mercenaries mode, you get multiple types of weapons, but then Chris 
Redfield starts off with specific weapons and he just has those weapons throughout all the stages, but he, he has like special abilities. And I think I haven't managed to play as Demetrescu or, or Heisenberg because they don't have, they haven't been unlocked for me yet. Again, I only played a little bit just to get used to it, just to see what was what was added, what was new, what was different. Um, but yeah, I imagine that'd be fun. And playing the whole thing in third person would be would be interesting. Um, and then we have the I haven't tried Shadows of Rose yet. I will I will have to play that at some point to see what that's like. I hope that's good. It seems interesting. Playing as Rose would be kind of cool and seeing if you do use your abilities. I know she has abilities, but like what kind of abilities does she have? And like, how do you use them? I think you can like stun them or something like that, which should be interesting. Uh, so that's one thing to play. And I know that Chris will want to play it too. I know he's going to plan on getting it. And Adam will probably keep planning on getting it too. So we'll all probably play that and give a little review at some point, to be honest. Um, but the, the yeah, so that's that's kind of the four games I've sort of played, but the, the, the main Halloween game I played, which is, you know, playing as something so scary that even hell fears you, is Doom Eternal, which was just, as as Girlfriend Reviews described it, a diary of Christmas lights. It was, it just is, but it's brutally awesome. The idea of just playing as this character that hell fears you. <laughs> it's like, it's the first time you're playing a, like a Halloween sort of horror game where you're the scary one. You know, you're you're the Jason Voorhees. You're the the Freddy Krueger. Like demons check their bed for for Doom guy, for the Doom Slayer. <laughs> yeah. So when like Freddy Krueger wants to enter your dreams, he has to check first: is Doom Slayer going to be in your dreams, waiting for him with shotgun? That was this. That was. Uh, and I saw experience because I played and cleared that in a weekend. It's quite a long, relatively long game. Played and cleared that in a weekend. My eyes were raw, sore, like proper red, dried out, and I enjoyed it. It was, it was a good pain to feel while ripping up all those demons, invading hell, invading Earth, even like, and you just go from Earth down to hell, and you go to like the realm of the of the of the Argent, Argentina, Argentia or something like that, they, they, where the Doomslayer trained to hone his skill to fight and kill demons. Um, but just the, the mythology that's been built with this kind of, these new Doom games is so cool. Like the, the, I remember playing Doom 2016, I think it was. And when you go to hell and they have all these scriptures talking about Doom guy, like he's the devil, like he's their devil was so cool and now you're getting into this realm of like the, the con makers and the maker angels and how they they raise these people up to to train them to 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 fight and kill demons when demons go out of their like when they break the pact and stuff as a so cool just going around being this tank absolutely tearing everything apart and it was just oh, i was great Okay, not visually as good as a Plague Tale Requiem, but still visually, visually interesting. <laughs> visually eyesore, to be honest, because my eyes were so red raw. I think my eyes are 
only starting to recover now for after after going through all of that. But that was like, oh my god, there's so many demons, so many, and it was satisfying all the time, <laughs> just going around, <laughs> given that. Uh, and I cleared, yeah, got around, cleared, cleared that in a weekend, which was very fast for me in recent days. I really did not have anything going on at that time, but I just kind of had it there. And I went, I'm going to start playing this stuff. Play for a bit. It's fine. And I just got addicted. I just, I couldn't stop. I was like, nope, we go on to the next one. Yep, we just go on to the next one. Yep, we go on to the next one. Before I knew, I blinked and it was nighttime. I got up, I started playing and I blinked and it was nighttime. And I was like, holy shit, my whole day is gone. Who would have thunk? But yeah, that was, that was such a, at the, I mean, it is, as most people say, it's it's wonderful if you buy this 70 euro soundtrack and get a free game with it. Because soundtrack has to be mentioned. Actually, soundtrack for, for pretty much most of the all the games I just mentioned is pretty good. Soundtrack for really good. And I find soundtrack for a lot of mediums, uh, a lot of pop culture things, movies, TV shows, video games can often get overlooked. And it's like, but it's, they are like that little kick of flavor that you have with a meal or with any piece of something that just really adds that depth. If the music doesn't hit right, you don't feel that moment of epicness. You don't feel that moment of emotion. You don't feel that moment of fear if it doesn't hit right. Like an example would be Hans Zimmer absolutely is a master of the art of, of soundtrack but you know he he knows when to have it be this big epic moment and he knows when it's when it's a moment to be emotional and like even when thor arrives in, in wakanda in, in infinity war it's just like i'm so pumped and doom eternal i just at certain moments has that music where it's like i am pumped and i'm ready to kick ass and you do and it's great because music and video games can so influence how you play if the music is wonderful fantastic it's like you know really getting you going like the end of resident evil 8 when you're playing as chris going down into the village and you got that fucking drums going and it's like i am ready to kick ass and you do and it just really really does help um so that that is one thing all of them had pretty good soundtracks the medium is again it be different kind of soundtrack because it's quite just in the background this eerie unsettlingness with the music but it's still effective um yeah that's that would be pretty much my bonus review of those those five games i thought i've enjoyed all of them i liked all of them one of them again the medium should be more like a movie or tv show probably need to fit through, finish metro exodus but unfortunately i now have playtale requiem and i will be jumping into that like pretty much straight after this uh, to, to play more of that and i'm sure that when i've cleared it and chris has cleared it we'll definitely do a review of that game Again, Winter's Expansion, I imagine the three of us would probably do an ex- a review on that. Um, and that would be the end of my conversation. If, if you liked this, I don't know if you did. Hopefully you did. I enjoyed it. It was kind of nice. Uh, if, if you did like this, please um, hit the like button on YouTube. You know, s- Smash that subscribe, ring the notification bell. If you're not watching YouTube, you're more listening on like any audio platform. Then you can always just touch base with us uh, on social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Let us know what you think. Let me know what, like, let us know what Halloween games you were playing, what you thought about them. Like, again, as like most games I just named there were not like typical Halloween style games, 
but they're games I was like, top, yeah, I'll pick these up and I'll, I'll play these. I think they're quite relatively fitting or I was just in the mood for them. So do, do let us know kind of what you're thinking. And again, please uh, hit the like button and the subscribe button and everything just for future content. Because like I said, we'll be talking about Playdale Requiem, probably talking Shadows of Rose. Like when God of War Ragnarok comes out, we'll definitely be talking about that, doing like initial review and then a full spoiler review. So if you're interested in that sort of stuff, yes, please hit the subscribe button. Subscribe button. Wow. And the ring the notification bell. And uh, I'll see you all next time. Bye-bye.